All right, check one, two, check. Check one, two, check. Okay, we're good. Are we doing that thing again? All right. My name is Zuri. This is Earhugs Podcast. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. As I mentioned, I've been working nights, so I'm in this weird kind of twilight state of consciousness and sleep and i don't mean the vampire movies thanks so much for asking how you been it's only been a little bit and i'm trying to make that a regular thing just a little bit because you know i i would absolutely love to have people come in regularly and co-host and stuff like that and guest produce Uh, i'll go into that here in a bit but um i'm here (laughs) Hopefully that's something, but there's just little things that, you know, I'm excited or worried about and hopefully they're relevant to other people, not just named me. They're all named me. We all refer to ourselves as me. So let's just get right into it. Yeah. Let's just go into that first because I got a list here. Um, I've been listening to, no, I'm not, I'm going to. I want to save that bit. I've been listening to a lot of Weezer lately. Which before, I didn't like Weezer. You know, it was just like, okay, I get it. You're like, you're all fun and stuff. But I just make an actual good song. But now, I love them. I love Weezer. And part of that, it's been several years since I've tried to listen. But they... Um more of an understanding of what they're doing and how not every song is meant to be serious. Like it's, it's a joke, some of them, and it's not even him writing a lot of it, not a lot of it, but the later albums, especially from what I understand, he has like a program that helps him write. Like he enters in rhyme schemes and and chord progressions and stuff. And he just, whatever comes of it comes of it. And then they'll tweak it from there. But, um, it's just, it's fun. Weezer is a very fun band, and they have gotten me through a lot <laughs> um, because they are fun and because there's a lot of very um, singable songs, you know, that, that you can go through. So on drives home uh, from working nights, it's just nice to have something like that that you can blare and just have fun with. And, um, yeah. You know, there's, before I would have said that Blue or Green was my favorite album, but in seriously listening to them, it's got to be Make Believe, I think. Make Believe is a great album. Perfect Situation is one of my absolute favorite songs, always has been, um, despite the fact that I didn't like Weezer for a good period there. But I, I, there was always a little something, a little something, something, you know? So yeah, Weezer. Ever heard of them? Probably, yeah, that's... That's fair. They're pretty big. But I will say, 
I watched, I think it's an NPR thing that they do, Tiny Desk Concerts on YouTube. And, um, you know, their first album came out the year that I was born. And I watched that NPR Tiny Desk, and I'm like, man, how much longer can they keep going? <laughs> Just... I total, you know, respect for for what they're doing. That they are still doing stuff and not terrible. Black albums are latest release, and it's not terrible. There's some okay songs on it, but um, you know, there comes a certain point in every band's history that you just like, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know if we're there yet. But just listening to their music and actually seeing them do it are two different things. Listening to their music, they still sound young and energetic, but watching them, you're like, that dude's 45, 50 years old, which there's nothing wrong with that. But to have music like that at that age, I don't know. Um, you figure they would kind of go into more stuff like is on Hurley, which is a really funny uh, album name and cover because it is Hurley from Lost. But there's some really good deep tracks that I've been getting into from Weezer. Um, I think it's called Story of My Life is one of them. That's just like, I don't know. You know how certain songs hit you at different points in your life? That's one of them right now. Which, if you look at the lyrics, from what I'm remembering, is very depressing. Um, so maybe it doesn't totally fit me right now, but, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's just, uh, it's a good song. And Weezer... You know, they're fun. They're cool. They're, okay, so just be cool. Yeah? We're good? Oh, here's one. This is very topical. Stranger Things comes out on July 4th. Stranger Things, season three, or as it's known in my head, Stranger Things. And I'm worried about it. Because season one was really good. I was apprehensive to watch it because it was like the hype can't be worth it and it's pretty close season two i like some of the stuff that they did like steve and hopper telling a little bit more of hopper's story too but um the latest trailer that came out i think it's the final trailer for season three confirmed some of my fear some of my suspicion and I really thought they were going to make Billy into, I, I really think Billy is that morph um, gum wad looking thing. But it seems like he's the host of the um, Mind Flayer. I think that's what that dude's name was. And one interesting note from that is Billy that's doing the narration on it. And you can tell um, because of how the trailer goes later on. But he talks about we with the mind flare. Whereas when Will had him, it was he. So Billy has accepted or the mind flare has totally taken over whereas Will was still in there a little bit. But I'm worried about it because season one was very good. Season two was okay. Season three, we have no idea what's going to happen. And maybe that's the fun of it. That's actually the fun of the whole show. You don't know what's going to happen, you know? But, um... They, if you really just objectively look at it, their main characters are the least likable. Season one takes place from Mike's perspective. And Mike, 
Um, really, if you, if you really want to go into it. Um, Mike's a jerk. And that's how the trailer for season three really makes him seem. He's not a nice dude. You know? He's just whiny and all this. Anyway. Um, yeah, you know, it's just stuff and things. But it'd be great if I was fully aware of what's going on right now. But I'm I'm tired. These bones are old. I had a very fun day, and I'll go into that here in a bit, though. Uh, yeah. So, to me, the only plain likable, not plain, but plainly likable, obviously likable characters are Hopper, Dustin, and Steve. And the character arc for Steve is something that I'm very interested in. The fact that they changed it up from season one to two is interesting. And you knew that if they were going to keep Billy around, they were going to have to do something. It's not likely that they were going to do the same thing they did with Steve. So making him go dark, that was what was probably going to happen. And that's obviously what is happening. So there's that. But Mike is not a likable dude. Elle, and she's probably going to be called Jane in this season because they got the birth certificate, spoiler alert, at the end of season two. Um, I, I don't, it's probably gonna be Jane. It's weird because there's L11, Jane. I guess there's three names. I was expecting more. Let that sink in. I'll hold for applause. Okay. So, um, she is, of course, you know, like this innocent babe in the world because she was in a military compound and went through some pretty extreme testing. And so the whole world is is new to her. And so you see a lot of stuff from her eyes as well, which is kind of interesting. But uh, it seems like this one takes place a little bit, you know, later on. And um, she's had some time out in the real world and has made some friends and he goes to the mall for the first time based on the trailer. So I'm about to burp and I'm trying to fight that. How are you doing? Um, she's, I don't know the whole like Pittsburgh thing. They should not have had that. Although if she comes back the other, um, I think she was eight or six. She comes back. I guess they would have to incorporate something. But aside from that, those episodes, that arc was totally useless. Just saying, um, fight me. The other characters are just, you know, I'm forgetting everyone's names except for, oh, uh, Steve deserves way better than Nancy. Nancy, I don't like Nancy or Jonathan. I'm just saying it now. They can go somewhere. I fear for Dustin, though. I, again, based on this trailer, which could be totally misleading, he's like the odd one out. Him and Will, you know, I feel like we haven't seen the real Will yet. Season one, he was the kid that was lost. Season two, that wasn't Will. That was the Mind Flayer. Season three, he's still going to be haunted by all of that stuff. But hopefully we get to see the actual Will. And he feels like, you know, a lot of his life was taken away from him, which is true. The Upside Down took a lot from that kid. And he's an amazing actor, Noah Schnepp. I think that's Noah Schnepp. If not, it should be. Anyway, um, yeah, he's probably the best kid actor there. Uh, What's-her-face? Millie Bobby Brown is pretty good, too. But 
Stranger Things, I'm nervous about it. That's all I'm going to say, okay? Okay, we'll see who's right. But it's Netflix. They'll probably give it a fourth season no matter what. Or they'll do like a movie. In which case, you should just do a fourth season because that's actually more content. All right, I have a couple of things written here. Uh, a beauty of The beauty of working nights, which there is. It's a very quiet beauty. For one, starting work when the sun is setting and then arriving home as the sun is rising is just interesting. You know, it's... um doesn't make you feel great there's not a lot of people to talk to because i can typically be on my phone during work because i'm uh just running a machine it's not like heavy machinery we're all good don't worry there was that burp um and it's not fun i'll tell you that much right now unashamedly but um it's work yeah so we're working on a health food grocery store type, and they're open until 9. So we can't do anything until then. But I think it was my second night working, especially, that I recall coming home and the sound of the birds chirping in my neighborhood was incredible. I live in a quiet area, relatively, but actually very quiet out here in the sticks nowhere but this um very serene morning sun very fragrant um floral smell as well which i don't know which flower was creating that at that point and uh, the birds chirping and there's a couple of robins that have been hanging out crapping on my car which I mean, I can't blame them. Just, I have a great car. It's not, but not, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know where that was going. I know where they're going, though. They're going on my car. Um, and it's, it's kind of, I mean, sleep schedule is totally shot. But, um, you know, you, um, it's not fun working nights, but it's just, it's interesting, the dynamics of it and how everything changes so quickly. So that's all I'll say about that. Uh, but in working nights and having to keep myself awake, especially as I have to drive home and that's about 40 minutes from the place, trying out different energy drinks and stuff. And some friends of mine I know we're drinking bang energy drink. I don't know if that's the official title. It's probably not. But uh, I'd seen it like advertised and stuff. And I was like, that's a weird name. But I actually tried one. And the first one like messed me up. It was, it was there's over th the three cups of coffee worth of caffeine, which is noticeably higher than anything from Red Bull Monster, like the big energy drinks. And there's like a bunch of vitamins and stuff. But they all taste like Smarties and battery acid with a little bit of fruit sometimes or gum you know fruity gum let's go with that so they taste like fruity gum and smarties and battery acid but that's also because it's like no sugar so the sweeteners that they use is it's not great but it's effective i tell you what i'll tell you what so there's that
And I don't know if that's a good testimony or not, but it is what it is. All right, next thing would be Northwest Trek. All right. So my day consisted of waking up. That's how most days start. Oh, that's a sound. And then uh, waiting for friends to show, and then I drove us all down to Northwest Trek, which, if you don't know, is a nature reserve uh, zoo-type situation featuring indigenous animals to the Pacific Northwest here, which is really cool. If um, Especially, I took our British friends... Um, down there and you know because you want to see wildlife and even on hikes you hope to but there's no guarantee of it so seeing animals in a very local setting and a localized sense in exhibits uh it's just it's a fun experience and i love it i would totally recommend it to anybody either visiting or if you've been here it's just it's fun and they were offering keeper tours which take you out on a jeep plus regular admission and the tram tour, which is always the highlight. Um, although this time it wasn't, but it's a 90 minute ride, but it's like 90 bucks a person, but that's all the admission added in. So you're, it's a $68 upgrade. Um, but yeah, you know, I love animals and it's always fun to, to see them in their relatively natural habitat. So we um we went there and it was really fun because Tristan got really excited when he saw us pull up when he was in the car. But when he realized this place, he's been there some 13, 14 years ago. And uh, he's like, you have no idea how happy I am right now. So that's always a good feeling. And then uh, just going in and, and having fun with the eyes and uh, seeing some young grizzly they're not cubs but they're like the weird teenage stage seeing them wrestle around with each other was really fun and uh the big cats and talking to the different i love talking to the staff and learning more about the animals and their personalities it's just fun because you know these creatures are something that i saw i mean i saw a cougar in the wild for the first time just a few weeks ago and that was amazing you know, seeing one in an exhibit is also amazing, but seeing it out in the real world, I've seen black bear, I've seen cougars, I've seen a lynx. There's one that comes through my neighborhood once a year. Um, never really stops to say hi, though. It's kind of rude. And then there's just um, deer, obviously. Coyote. I've seen probably a wolf or it was like the hybrid of it because it was not a coyote i'll tell you what so anyway seeing these different animals even raccoons i love raccoons it's my favorite animal but seeing them in an exhibit and uh at at some safety measures you know i don't think raccoons are that dangerous some people think they're mean but like you know what you're mean probably and that's why you think they're mean it's true that every animal can be mean except for corgis i've never seen a mean corgi more on that later not i'm gonna forget about that but um it's just it's cool so honestly i think the highlight of this one was 
Um, <laughs> the badgers. Badgers are really funny looking. Like their ears stick out and they're really low to the ground, but they have this kind of fluffiness to them. Not fluffy, but fluffy. So that when they walk, they have like this little sway from their coat, which is just really funny. And then their little ears. And I have this perfectly timed video where the badger comes out of a little burrow and just looks me dead in the eye, like right at the camera. And it's just like a total direction change and it's really good. So there's that. That's on my story highlight on my personal page. But um, yeah, you know, seeing the raccoons and and the beavers and the otters. Otters are always like everybody's favorite. You know, they're just adorable and they swim. They love attention, I think. So that's cool. Um, yeah. You know, seeing the grizzlies uh, wrestle around, as I mentioned. Black bears also wrestle. We saw a lot of guys wrestle. We did not wrestle ourselves, though. I've never been one for wrestling. I grew up with a sister, so that wasn't really anything. I'm sure some guys wrestle with their sister, but it's not great for your self-confidence when you always get beat. But like I mentioned, it um, it's just a really fun experience with a very local flavor as well. So I would totally recommend it to anybody, even local, just to see these animals that, you know, are all around us, um, whether we know it or not, which is kind of freaky. You know what's really freaky? And I read about this because we were on a hike and uh, there's like cougar signs and warnings. But if you see a cougar on a hike or anywhere that you've been walking, could be a path, could be something you know, be something imaginary what are you walking on that's a reference to two older episodes more on that later if you see a cougar on a hike chances are it has been following you for the past half hour and it wants you to see it at that point that's pretty freaky especially because they are they're relatively big. They're, they're big. They're big creatures. And their tail is almost as long as their body. It's basically as long as their body. And so that creates um, great balance and leaping ability for them. And um, that's just amazing creatures. Every single one of them there. You know? So it's cool. And, uh, yeah, Northwest Trek. It's out in Eatonville, Washington. Pretty close to Rainier. So. I would check it out if I were me. Just like I've been telling people if I were me, I would quit. Anyway, City and Color, I've mentioned them before. Uh, one of my favorite bands, I've seen them in concert multiple times. And uh, starting to put some new music out. So, V excited about that. They, uh, they slash he, because Dallas Green, City and Color. I've gone through a lot of different sound changes and like the first single that he put out wasn't a big fan. Same as the last album though. The last album took quite a while to grow on me, but I love it now. If I should go before you, I would love to have that on vinyl. I don't care how pretentious that sounds or hipster or anything. Vinyl is just, you know, analog is very cool. The sound of it all, fidelity, it's 
it's a whole thing, which actually that's part of a Weezer, um, Weezer lyric where he's talking about Neil Young complaining about fidelity and sound and whatnot. Actually, I don't know if I can recommend that song. I think there's some words in that one. But anyway, I, I don't know. I just, okay. So, oh, hey, um, yeah, they're starting to put new music out and coming out with a little tour. Although it's like, they're coming to Seattle and it's uh, with Alice in Chains, which is an interesting combo for one. Obviously some, some throwback flavor there with Alice in Chains and I believe it's their local band as well. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure about that. But you know, grunge days and all. And uh, Dallas Green has been involved in a couple of those projects that had that flair to them. Uh, some harder stuff and, and City and Color is a pretty harsh turnaround from a lot of that earlier stuff that he was in. Uh, and so it's, again, it's interesting. But they've released two songs from what is presumably an upcoming album. And the second one I like very much. It's called Strangers. The first one is called Astronaut, I think. And that one is just very floaty. Um, not really my cup of tea. So, yeah, the second one, though, it's different. It's actually kind of more, not poppy per se, but, um, it's just, it's different than his other stuff, you know, where he went kind of bluesy in the past several albums, and before that was kind of singer-songwriter, um, acoustic guy. Yeah, he's always had acoustic accoutrement but uh that's one of my favorite words how you doing <laughs> i don't know why i say how you doing so much it's probably just because i'm like i don't know what else to say how are you because i don't want to talk about me right now that's most times so how are you anyway yeah i um i don't know if i would want to meet dallas though based on how he is in concert uh when he's talking about stuff in between I think it's really one of those, not that he's a hero of mine, but, you know, you don't want to meet your heroes. Um, I uh, <laughs> I remember I almost, okay, Olivia and Tyler had just gotten married. So that was, I was 17 when I saw them for the first time. I believe the album Little Hell had just come out, which was their second album. We're third. That was their third album. I remember yelling, I love you, Dallas. And um, I think Olivia yelled something at him as well. Like, he's not kidding. But I don't know. I don't remember. Last time I saw him, Olivia and Tyler were trying to get me to yell something to him again. Not that he would remember by any means. He hears that every night from multiple people. But I, I was like, I respect him too much to do that. Because of what he had done in that concert was amazing. It's a fascinating process to me of how someone creates their set list. You know, like typically your last song is the big one that you're like, oh man, that was awesome. You know, they played Mr. Brightside last. That would be the killers. You play your biggest thing last, typically, but you also want a relatively high-energy song to start so you get people really pumped. He came in, 
and did a very stripped down version of one of their songs that was so, so controlled vocally. Where it was just him and a few notes on a piano, I believe. You know, it wasn't pumping anybody up by any means, but it just made everyone kind of become very quiet because there was very little instrumentation to it. And you just kind of took in this moment and you're like, wow, that's impressive. And from the times that I've seen him, his his vocal control and ability, which he highlighted that night, especially that opening song, has just gotten better and better. So, um, yeah, I I, oh, I don't I doubt that I'll see him this time, but it's good stuff. All right, you guys want to hear something really dumb and kind of sad? Of course you do. I was at the tender age of twenty. I was at a dashboard confessional concert at Mary Moore Park, and I was in line to get merch. You know, you're trying to see what they have and. Um, I got the tour shirt and then I got a, a three pack of like lyric bracelets, you know, the, the little rubber, um, wristbands really. Two of them I wore occasionally, one of them much more than the other. The one that I didn't wear was from Vindicated, I think it said, I am Vindicated. Um, the other one that I did wear said, hope dangles on a string, slightly poetic. There's one that I never took out of the packaging, and it was the only one uh, that was colored. It, it was red, and it was from their song, Stolen, and it just says, you have stolen my heart. And I remember that moment deciding that this isn't for me. This is for the person that I'm eventually going to be with, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be some great gesture that she's going to understand somehow inherently that I've had this thing for X amount of time, not knowing how long that time was going to be, still not knowing, thanks so much. And that that was um, that was a good idea. What if she doesn't even like the band? What if she doesn't know the song? None of that stuff matters. You're 20. Not that I'm much better off now, but... You know, it's just... One of those things that um, I I really don't know how to explain it, but I I still have this thing. I know exactly where it is. Still has not been out of the packaging, and I um I don't know. Part of me still has that same intent, you know. Like if I really didn't care about it, it would be gone. I would have tossed it. I would have thrown it away. But um. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But it's just a funny thought that popped into my head. Much as uh, some of the other stuff. Because I've been going back on a lot of earlier things that I've done and made. And all. Um, I've already been talking about it. The podcast is one of those things that I've been going back and listening to as I've been working nights. Because uh, you need something to listen to. Because it's unbearable. And, you know, there's a lot of funny stuff from especially the first season, even the second season here. Um, but most of it, even some of the best episodes, is just cringe city for me because I remember what the creative process was. And, um, and we never scripted things, but we would do multiple takes at the same improv. And so it just, it wasn't, 
tangible anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's something to go back and listen to. So yeah. But I've also been going back and I found a bunch of stuff that I wrote when I was uh, a wee little high schooler. Because that's when I really grew to love writing. And I'm not going to go through a bunch of it because that's just depressing. And a lot of it, same as with the the bracelet, the wristband deal, is that it's not inherently bad. It's just, who do you think you are at that point in time? You know? It's like we, the the angst of it all carrying some amount of emotional weight that you, for, for what? You, you got nothing going, you dummy. You know, looking back, you can tell yourself that, but in the moment, that's everything. There's real dumb stuff like that, you know? It's like, I, I could read full-on short stories that I wrote, all of which are, I'll say it, romantic. Not in a, a naughty type way, but just... The guy meets girl, and in every story, there is um, a guy and a girl. There's an incompleteness to the main character that is is filled by the girl, right? And that's something that as like I grew and came to understand more about what was fair emotionally, uh, you know, that's not a good thing to do. You should not be so reliant on somebody, so codependent that you you feel incomplete without them. The other person should bring the best out of you. Yes. And that's how you know that that might be the one. If you want to participate in such a thing. But not to make that person your world, you know. Anyway. So that's that's that. Oh, from uh from earlier episodes of the podcast though, there are some things and even some not too long ago that I have uh I would very much adjust. For instance, Twenty One Pilots is not that good anymore. Their last album really kinda did it in for me. I can't even listen to their earlier stuff now. Thank you so much. For some reason I'm not as as staunchly against country music I just feel like I would need someone to show me what it was about and I've had different friends try but I get at that point in my life I was like nah brah there's one last thing that I'll talk about here do you ever have a moment where you surprise yourself that you're just like huh and it's kind of like there's a meme of uh, like when you have to microwave your own chicken nuggets and it's Blink-182, I guess this is growing up. And I think that's hilarious because that's a very childish thing to do and to think that that's a step in maturation. Um, you know, but just some small moments, some big that you're like, why, why, that? okay, huh. I would not expect that from me. I think I've talked about it before on here. If not, I should have. I was driving out in service one day and had two young guys with me. And the one in the back seat was being pretty obnoxious. And I think he knows that. 
And then uh, all of a sudden, he just says, um, I threw up. Oh. Okay. Like, what are you going to do? There, there's no point in getting mad or anything. Like, you know, just roll with it. But in reality, I would be freaking out. You know? That's not a normal thing to do. Anyway. There was that. And then, um... I don't know. I am not as smooth as I used to be uh, with with ladies as 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 uh, as, a, as, a, as a stutter has developed, and there's I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not touching that. Um, a friend of mine, younger friend of mine, was home alone, and thought that he heard some something outside. Wasn't sure if it was a person or if it was an animal or whatever. And I was working. And uh, it was during nights here, so it was pretty recent. And, you know, it's just kind of like, all right, bud, what do you want to do? What, what's what's the signs? What are the options? What are you feeling? How are you feeling? What, what are you going to do? Here's how we calm down. And after that, I was like, man, dad goals. <laughs> but that's something that I've always kind of... I wanted to be a dad, you know? I think it's a testament to my family, my parents, my grandparents. My grandparents are the most amazing people that I know. And to be even a semblance like them would be incredible to have that opportunity. You know, it really would be a blessing. So anyway, um... There's been other moments like that though, where like we were camping with my my extended my sister and her family, and then some other friends, and and we had my niece uh, friend and I were all driving back, and just she wasn't falling asleep as quickly as I know she could, and know she was very tired, so you know take your own coat off and and give it to her despite any amount of cold that you're now going to experience, and uh, then she goes out like a light, and you just look back and she's sleeping peacefully and you know I love my nieces so much they're they're great little humans and um it's just stuff like that that you're like this is this is nice this is a nice part of growing up and some people experience that much younger but I didn't have, I was the youngest of every cousin, all siblings, well, one of two siblings, uh, my sister and myself. I didn't have the younger person to look after. And I feel like I would have been a great older brother. And to have that experience to be able to give to people younger than me to help them to like deal with some of the stuff that maybe I did and to hopefully not have to deal with some of the stuff that I did, you know, just guide them in the right direction if you can and, and just be there for anything, you know? I had some great friends that were a little bit older than me when I was growing up and to be that, to to be what I feel like I would have needed at that time, to someone that really, you know, got me, that understood me and that was willing to take time, that's an incredible opportunity that, you know, I, I wouldn't, give away in a second so anyway 
That got real deep, and I'm sorry about that. I have had, and I hate when people talk about how little or how much sleep they got. Uh, I've got about four hours within the last two days, and that's combined. So I am squarely in my feels, if you will. So. Yep. That's that's that. Uh, that went all over the place and, and heavy. Heavy. So I am going to uh, leave that there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been a hug mostly for myself, probably, but um, there you go. This has been Ear Hugs Podcast. Let's hug it out.